Welcome to the Easy AI Podcast. Today, we have a special episode where we'll explore the intricate world of artificial intelligence, diving into a hot topic, deep learning versus shallow learning. With us to unravel the complexities of these concepts is Daniel Goodfellow, an expert in the field of machine learning. Hello, Daniel. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Nova. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to a lively discussion on these two approaches to machine learning. Let's start with the basics. Could you explain to us what shallow learning is and how it differs from deep learning? Certainly. Shallow learning typically refers to machine learning methods that do not involve many layers of information processing. This includes models like decision trees, linear regression, and support vector machines, which are more transparent and easier to understand, but may not capture complex patterns. And deep learning? Deep learning, on the other hand, is a subset of machine learning inspired by the structure and function of the human brain, known as artificial neural networks. It uses multiple layers of nonlinear processing units for feature extraction and transformation. Each successive layer uses the output from the previous layer as input. That sounds quite intense. How many layers are we talking about when we say multiple layers? The deep in deep learning comes from the number of layers through which the data is transformed. These models can have anywhere from two layers, technically making them shallow, to hundreds or even thousands of layers. What makes deep learning so powerful compared to shallow learning? The main advantage of deep learning is its ability to process large amounts of unstructured data. Thanks to its deeper architecture, it can automatically learn representations of data with multiple levels of abstraction, which helps it handle complex tasks like image and speech recognition with higher accuracy. With that said, are there scenarios where shallow learning is preferable? Absolutely. Shallow learning models are faster to train and generally easier to interpret, which makes them ideal for smaller data sets or problems where it's important to understand the reasons behind predictions, for instance, in certain medical or financial applications. Could you give an example of how a shallow learning algorithm might be used in practice? Sure. Take logistic regression, a classic shallow learning algorithm. It is often utilized in credit scoring systems to predict whether an individual will default on a loan. Since it's crucial to understand which variables impact the prediction, shallow learning is advantageous here. Now let's flip the scenario. Can you describe a use case that exemplifies the strength of deep learning? An ideal use case for deep learning is automated image analysis, like what's used in facial recognition technology. Its ability to learn from a vast amount of intricate data enables it to outperform traditional algorithms in accurately identifying and categorizing images. There seems to be a trade-off between complexity and interpretability. How do businesses decide which method to use? Businesses often have to weigh the benefits of prediction accuracy against the value of explainability. For instance, if you're dealing with high-stakes decisions, transparency becomes crucial. Generally, they'll start with simpler models and progressively move to more complex ones if necessary. Explainability is a big word these days in AI. Why is it so critical? Explainability is essential for trust and accountability. If your model makes a decision, especially a consequential one, stakeholders will want to know why. Furthermore, in some industries, explainability is not just nice to have, it's a regulatory requirement. 
Moving on to data requirements, how does the amount and type of data affect the choice between deep and shallow learning? Deep learning models crave large data sets to achieve high levels of accuracy. They have many parameters that need to be learned. Shallow learning models, however, can work with much smaller amounts of data and often require careful feature selection to perform well. In the industry, how do AI teams tackle the challenge of data scarcity when they want to apply deep learning? There are a few strategies, such as data augmentation, which involves artificially increasing the size of your data set by making modifications to existing data. Another approach is transfer learning, where a model developed for one task is repurposed on a second, related task. Transfer learning sounds like an efficient approach. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. In transfer learning, you take a pre-trained deep learning model, which has already learned a vast amount of knowledge from a large data set, and you fine-tune it with your specific, perhaps smaller data set. This leverages the general features the model has already learned. I imagine that saves a lot of time and resources. Is it widely used? It's become very common, especially in fields like computer vision and natural language processing, where large pre-trained models are readily available and can be adapted to new tasks relatively easily. I'd like to understand the hardware aspect a bit. How do the hardware requirements differ for deep and shallow learning? Deep learning typically demands more computational power, often necessitating the use of GPUs or even more specialized hardware like TPUs to handle the intensive calculations. Shallow learning, due to its simplicity, can usually run on standard CPUs. Are there also differences in the software frameworks used for deep versus shallow learning? Yes, though there's some overlap. For deep learning, TensorFlow and PyTorch are the go-to frameworks. They're optimized for handling complex neural networks. Shallow learning methods can often be implemented using simpler frameworks like scikit-learn. How does the development timeline for a deep learning project compare to that of a shallow learning project? Deep learning projects can take much longer to go from conception to deployment because of the iterative process of architecture design, parameter tuning, and training with large datasets. Shallow learning projects with the right data can be spun up quite swiftly. So with the longer timeline and the increased complexity, is deep learning worth the investment for businesses? In many cases, yes. The return on investment for deep learning can be significant especially for tasks that were previously impossible or extremely time-consuming to automate. However, strategic evaluation is important to ensure it aligns with business objectives. Daniel, it's been such an enlightening discussion. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? It's important not to see deep and shallow learning as competitors, but rather as tools in our AI toolbox. Each has its strengths and ideal applications. The key is understanding your requirements and constraints to choose the right tool for the job. Very well put. And with that, we've come to the end of another exciting episode of Easy AI. Thank you, Daniel, for sharing your expertise on deep versus shallow learning and helping to make these concepts more approachable for our listeners. Thank you for having me, Nova. It's been a pleasure to talk about these fascinating areas of AI and hopefully demystify some of the jargon for the audience. Until next time. And to our listeners, keep exploring the world of AI and stay tuned for more episodes here on Easy AI. Goodbye.